All right, Science Flipping Podcast listeners, as always, this episode is brought to you by Rocketly.ai. If you're looking for a seller lead generating system that has automation in AI bot and has sellers coming to you, then Rocketly.ai is your choice. Make sure you head over to the website, fill out an application and schedule a demo now to see the power of Rocketly.ai. Yo, yo, what up, Science Flipping family? I am back with another episode of Science of Flipping with another incredible guest. Mariano Simrod is here. He's been in the game for a long time, but I personally can call him a close friend of mine. What's up, brother? Not much, man. You, you came with so much energy. You gave me fucking chills real quick. Let's go. I mean, I got to let people know we are serious in this game right here in Science Flipping. So, well, dude, I'm happy to have you on. It's been a long time coming. Uh, first, we've known each other for a very long time personally. You were one of the first handful of people I met when I moved to Phoenix in 2010 so that's 13 years um obviously created a really strong friendship out of the gate and then that moved into doing a bunch of real estate together and now you are running your own shop 100% virtual um and crushing it right now and I know your big thing right now is to make sure you focus on lead gen and sales and so let's kind of talk about what your business looks like today right now um and what you think it will potentially transition into for coming into 2024. Yeah, so right now the business, as you know, I'm I'm really old school, dude. So I've got an old school business. Everything is kind of handshakes and people that I know and trust. It's, it's, it's the opposite of what we had, right? It's the opposite of some big ass machine with tons of employees doing a lot of deals, but a lot of expenses, right? So I scaled it backwards and I've got a really, really tight team. I've got three acquisitions managers, an assistant, um, a dispositions person. I got boots on the ground everywhere. But that's it, right? And so what I learned from that whole process is, is you don't have to do 25 deals a month. You can do 10 deals a month and make double or triple money if you do it totally. right. right. It's about your bottom line. I think you bring up a great point. And what he was referencing real quick is Mariano and I built a company that had at one time, there was how many kids in that office cold calling? I think we had 13 cold callers plus acquisitions, plus all so much stuff. So much, right? And so, you know, high deal flow and, and many of you guys have heard me talk about this, but like this is when we had high deal flow, but bottom line numbers were awful. Like income to me, to the owners of the company, to Mariano is nowhere near where it should be relative to the deal flow because you have so much bloated operational costs. Yes. And so now you've reverse engineered that over the last couple of years, obviously. And boiled it down to some solid core people that actually allows you to have very good profit margins. What are your profit margins as a company as we're finishing 2023? If you, if you know them right now, percentage yeah. basis, like net bottom so, line? As far as cost per deal, I'd say that's that's hovering right around 30%, which for some people say it's high, some people say it's low. But the, the, good, the good side about my expenses or my fixed costs are extremely low. Every single person on my staff works 100% commission. There's no salaries, no nothing, right? Um, that gets all the, the people rowing in the same direction. So total profit after all is said and done with all expenses, everybody being paid, blah, 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 blah. I'm over 50%, which is good for me. And that includes marketing. So that's why I said you can make double or triple the money with, you know, half the deals. Cause I've, I've really leaned this business out. Totally. So between marketing and your commissions, your 50% margins, I mean, that is phenomenal. Um, I try to brag about my 39%, which I feel is pretty good, but when you can, Anything over 30%, right? That's the target I tell any of you guys is you guys are getting into this business and starting to spend real money. Um, if you can target a profit bottom line above 30%, like net in your pocket. So if you make a hundred grand this year and you put 30 grand in your pocket, 
that's where you really effectively want to be. And so Mariano's saying is he's putting 50 grand in his pocket. If he has 100 grand. It wasn't easy. I'm not going to lie, man. Uh, there was a time when my profit margin was like less than 10%. And that's sure. my pants, right? Um, and had to rework everything and, and basically start over. So it, it's been a lot of work. People don't understand the amount, you know, when you treat it like a business, then you got to run it like a business. And, and I would say not everyone needs to build a business like you or me, right? I think there's a lot of people that can go into this space and do this very successful part-time. I know because many of my members are doing it part-time and I have one that I highlight a lot just because it's a big dollar amount, but she's in the last 12 months, she's made $300,000 doing this part-time only doing deals on the MLS, right? And so anything's possible, right? And for those that are ready and willing, you know, a lot goes into being an entrepreneur, right? Wouldn't you agree? Like you, you got to be ready to eat some dog shit sandwiches. You got to be ready to, to take those lumps. Yeah. And, um, but the flip side of that is you also can have those big wins and you can have the pride of putting it all on your shoulders and you won the championship. You did it. It wasn't you help someone win someone else's championship and you were just a part of the team. It is your team, right? You're Bob Kraft. You're the owner of the, the company. Um, talk a little bit to that. Um, what have you found to be, you know, you come from a sales background. You come from being a W-2 employee. Uh, when you finally were done with it, that's when you kind of came to me to, to say, hey, what does it look like to get in the real estate space? You worked with a, a mutual friend of ours for some time and then we started our thing. Yeah. What does it look like, that transition from a W-2 to an entrepreneur? What does it take? Where does your mind need to be? When are you ready? Talk about that transition. It, it's really interesting, right? Because you coach just like I do, right? So a lot of people are asking, how do I make the transition? It, it, well, the answer is when you're ready. But when you, how do you know when you're ready? And it, the point, it came down to the point where I, I honestly just looked in the mirror that day and I don't know why, but where I was at before, you got the company card, you're flying around all the time. You know, people are saying, Hey, Mr. Simrod, when you walk in the office, Hey, Mr. Simrod, here's your coffee. And it's, it's like, I'm Mariano, right? Like, uh, but you've got all this going for you, but something's not right. Something is just not there. And it's because it wasn't really fulfilling. It wasn't my passion. Good at it, made a lot of money at it and had a lot of prestige, but it, I wasn't being fulfilled. And it got to the point where I could do that on autopilot. And if I really wanted to, I could close my office door and take a nap for eight hours a day and nothing would change. Yep. That's not fulfilling, dude. And so when you realize you're making all this money for somebody else and it's like, well, I could make a portion of that money and keep it and it would be my baby and it would be a whole lot more than I'm making, making them a boatload. And it was just like, it was a no brainer. And so luckily wasn't married, didn't have kids. All I had was my mortgage and my car payment and insurance, right? Those are the only expenses I had. So it was like, I'm going to make a life change at how old was I? 35, 34 years old. I'm going to make a big life change. But if I don't do it now, I never will. And I'm going to be stuck in this groundhog day for the rest of my life. Or mm. I can triple down on myself because I know I've got game and see what happens. And, yeah. and I literally started doing, I was, uh, I was working the East coast from Phoenix from 5 AM to 2 PM. And at 2 PM, I would go make those cold calls on a stack of papers from my cell phone to pre foreclosures. And I remember I closed my first deal. It was, I still remember it was on Butler Drive in Phoenix, seven grand we made on it. And I went seven G's for that. I could do this. And I called and I quit. That was it, dude. That was it. Funny you yeah. made seven G's. I made seven G's on our first deal too. Um, <laughs> that's a funny number that somehow that happened. I just did it back in 07 when, when yeah. I still had hair. A little ahead so, of me, man. A little ahead. That's it. 
So now that you kind of obviously for years now have had your own business, what are the differences? Like, what do you need to do every day? What is not your routine, just like more of like, I firmly believe uh, there's something wrong with us entrepreneurs. Yes. And I've talked about that vocally on my pot. Like you, we deal with things that like a W2 employee would not have to deal with. Well, mm-hmm. a friend of mine actually said, but don't you think maybe it's the W2 employees that have actually something wrong? They're the weird ones and we're actually the normal ones. Yes. And I could also see that side in the sense of like, I could never be an employee. I could never like, I just couldn't do it. And so what do you, now that you are a full blown entrepreneur, you could never go back to being a W2 employee. What is kind of Again, not your daily routine, but how do you get ready for it? How do you, what do you do mentally to, to go win? How do you keep yourself motivated? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. So I think the driving factor behind all this is purpose and passion, right? I've got big goals and I'm, I'm taking this somewhere, right? And, it, and it's evolving into something different. Secondly, I don't just have employees like I did when I was a W-2 guy and I had those offices, right? I've got people that are depending on me really depending on me and and my company to make it. And that is a lot of purpose, right? Because if I don't keep these things running right and keep them, I don't want to say in line, but keep them performing where they need to perform, even though they'll start to drift on their own, right? I got, if I don't keep them there and, and operating properly, then they start and I can't let that happen, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of pressure there. There's a lot of purpose there. And not to mention everybody that works for me, two of my acquisitions guys worked for me years ago in the fitness business came full circle and they're working for me again. One of them, I am their daughter's godfather. So these people are close to me. Yeah, There's a lot of question there to help them perform, not to mention I hired my brother. So we are a family. I cannot let my family down. So that's number one is there's a lot of purpose behind that. I don't want to say there's pressure, but there's a lot of heart and there's a lot of care behind it. Number two, one thing about me, and, and you know this, is when it comes to how I eat, how I work out, how I operate business, how I do anything, it's I don't deal in motivation. I'm the first one that says, forget motivation. Motivation's shit. I don't deal in motivation because you have to find it. You have to keep it. You have to use it. And it can come and go. I operate everything off discipline, 100% discipline. And if I just stay disciplined, I don't have to worry about motivation. I don't have to worry about what decision to make. None of that is even a, a struggle for me because I just wake up and I go boom, boom, boom. You wake up, you brush your teeth, you listen to your podcast, you meditate, you feed the dogs, you you go outside. I I ground myself on the grass. <laughs> little guru for you, a little California in there. Yeah. And then and then I start my day and it just gets rolling like that. And so there's never there's never any, you know, I don't have to get up for the game. I just get up and do. And it's so much easier when that just becomes who you are. Yeah, I think, you know, listen, real estate's ever-changing. Being an entrepreneur, and you need to be fluid. And so if you can create uh, discipline, if you can create a structure, I, I firmly believe the same thing. Many people, you know, ask why I wake up so early. Well, first of all, I go to bed early, so that's pretty easy. But also because it gives me time to run a routine similar to yours, right? And so that is a big question I get. I know you probably get it a lot from your tribe, but it's, it's that, like, if I can knock out the things that I need to knock out, such as, journaling every single morning, being able to read in the morning, hitting the gym in the morning, then I'm ready to take on the entrepreneurial roller coaster, if you will, uh, quoting Darren Hardy and just the sense of like, man, real estate's a grind. It's not always puppy dogs and rainbows. We just talked about a deal that just blew up in my face where the I was wholesaling it and the buyer backed out because the hard money lender just didn't want to fund it anymore. And there's expectations of like day of closing. Right. And so the right. company's kind of expecting on the day of closing it to close. And 
it's all this stuff, but it is not coming back, right? I actually just got a word from my acquisition manager, uh, or actually my general manager, Anthony, that, you know, uh, the hard money appraisal came in so low, the buyer just doesn't want it anymore. So like that buyer is just out. Right. Oh, and so, so they, they put it on the hard money lender. It, it wasn't the hard money lender. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, well, if, if your seller is really, really upset with you, give me their number. I'll make them feel better. I think we might have to, uh, okay. just because they, they need help. Right. I mean, you know, listen for all you out there, again, you may see the pretty part of this business, but like these sellers literally were ready to move and it wasn't my fault. The buyer essentially blew the deal up and pointed at the hard money lender as a reason to, to walk away and not, and they lost five grand. The buyer walked away from their $5,000 earnest money deposit that went hard. So obviously it, to them, it wasn't a deal and they don't want it to be a deal. And so, but I say that to say, if you don't have your morning routine, if you're not fulfilled, then going head first into a day of being an entrepreneur, let alone a real estate investor where interest rates are going higher buyers are backing out of deals that normally would be a normal deal that deal would have been normal all day long a year ago you know we got to take the lumps but that's where the mindset comes in that's where the energy that's where the you know fortitude you got to keep pushing and i tell you being a full-blown entrepreneur is not for everybody i'm assuming you would agree i don't think most people can handle it but yeah. being a part-time you can't you know creating a small business that you run part-time and you go make 100 grand a year wholesaling a couple properties, that's a very viable business. I would say everyone should consider that. I mean, I have a, a member of my community that is essentially for free, works two hours a day and making about 25 grand a month. No marketing budget, no nothing. His system just runs, rinse and repeat. And he does this full time, but he's only essentially working two hours, three hours a day most. And so anyone can do the business. But for those that want to take the leap of faith and build it, that's where, you know, I think someone like me or you can really help them because it does take kind of this mindset. You need to understand sales. You need to understand marketing. You need to understand the fortitude and what it takes. But speaking of sales, I see as I'm doing this video, if you guys are not watching this on YouTube, you better be watching this on YouTube. My man Mariano is a handsome man, so you got to go check him out. But uh, behind him, there's a little whiteboard, as you oh, see. Yeah. And those are all the deals. These are all deals you have under contract right now or you've closed or what is this? Yeah, those are all under contract right now. Um, of course, we want the majority of them to close. But based on straight numbers and KPIs, we figure that, I don't know, how many I see up there, oh, there's 22, 23, and I got another four to put up there. So let's say there's 25, you know, numbers say that probably 10 or 11 of those aren't going to close. And that's all right, because we got 25, right? So you yep. just keep on rocking and rolling. And it comes back to the mindset. If, you know, when you, when you brought up mindset, it, all these lights went off in my head. And, and I think that's the big difference with all this, right? You just had a deal blow up in your hands completely not your fault and it could be oh my gosh the sky's falling and why does this have to happen or it could be okay how do we fix it how do we learn from it how do we make sure this doesn't happen again what's the advantage in this right and there's something and that's the difference between a w2 and an entrepreneur is that type of thinking and mentality is is what keeps you going you're learning from everything you're learning from every mistake you're learning from everything and, and it's not that you're just learning but you start to get excited for the challenge you start to you start to ask yourself and put yourself in positions to just see, do I really have game, right? And there's been days that I'm sure you can agree where I wake up and you say, it, you know, it, it takes a certain mindset to be an entrepreneur. We have to be a little crazy. A, you have to be a little bit crazy to be in sales. You have to. But take it a step further to be an entrepreneur, you have to be even crazier, right? And and the, the truth is, is once you can start to purposely put yourself in tough positions, just to see if you have game, it's like, 
that's when you start to build true confidence. And there's days when I don't know if I can handle it, right? But you just got to catch yourself quickly and go, that was some weak fucking thinking. Stop yeah. thinking like weakling. And then you make the adjustment and you keep going. That's what makes a true entrepreneur and that's what makes a great one, right? Like I said, not every day is puppy dogs and rainbows. We all have our moments. We all have our hours. We all have our days, weeks, months. I mean, listen, uh, you know, one of my businesses out of the handful I have, like last four months, it's been a fucking dogfight every day. And and as the owner of the company, I'm in the trenches with the team and making it happen. It, but that's the point is you need to have a level of ability to care that much about what you're doing. You're willing to go through that, right? Because if you don't have a purpose behind it, if, if it doesn't actually matter, then you will just go be a W2 because it's the easier path, right? Yep. For you not to have to take work home, for you not to have to try to dogfight every day, every week, every month until you get out of this circumstance or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, what would you tell like an inspiring entrepreneur, whether it's in real estate, whether it's in sales, you have a huge sales background, right? And yeah. so that's a specialty of yours, but what would you be telling an inspiring entrepreneur, real estate investor right now? First things first is you got to figure out what your goal is, what your passion or purpose is, right? And the younger you are, the more time you have to figure it out. But you got to figure out what really floats your boat, what really excites you. And then pursue that with every ounce of everything you have in your body. Um, yep. You know, when you you mentioned challenges and you mentioned, you know, encountering some of these things, it teaches you how to dig deep. And then when, no doubt. You, when you make more money, your business is bigger, the challenges become greater and you have to learn to dig deeper and deeper. And so it, as you learn to go, how as you figure out how deep you can go, you end up going, holy shit, I'm pretty much invincible. I can handle anything. Right. Yep. And in order, a lot of these uh, rookie entrepreneurs or people that are venturing into this see us at that place and they're like, well, you, you, your guys' brains are like vaults, like they're impenetrable. You can't break them. And that's because we've been broken over yeah. and over again. And we just learned how to dig our way out of it. So my advice to them is figure out what you want, write that shit down and pursue it with all your passion. And second step to that is, is find mentors, find coaches, find people who have been there. And only listen to people who have or have done what you want. If they don't have what you want or have not accomplished what you want, don't listen to them, right? And me included, my own family, they're not entrepreneurs. They're just not. But had I started this at 18 versus 34, 35, who knows where I'd be, right? Um, so that is the key. Learn from others' mistakes. Condense your timeline. Figure out what you want. Find people that have done it. And then get with them and listen to what they say and fucking execute. That's the key. So I'll say in kind of my own version, I have five success principles, but number one is basically what you're saying, which is decide what you want and decide who you need to be to get it. Um, I think that who you need to be to get it is where people have the challenge. Like yes. people are like, I'm deciding to be a real estate investor and I love that. You love it. But then who do you need to be to be a successful real estate investor? What does that actually take? What does it look like? What sacrifices do you have to make right? Um, and whether are you willing to make them, and then are you willing to make them right? That's yeah. So you, once you decide that, then you need to meet part number two of my five pillars is commit to it. Then you got to commit. This is where the find a coach, find accountability partner, find a, a mastermind group, find the people that can be those people who hold you accountable to your commitment level, right? Because you know the way I look at business in in all businesses, but real estate investing since this is what it's about, but it's our baby, right? And um, we're building it, right? And so would you stop committing to your child 
to build your child, to grow your child, to educate your child, you wouldn't stop. So when you commit to what you decided what you want, which is the kid, you've then decided, okay, I'm going to quit the parties on the weekends and all these things because I'm going to have the kid. Cool. Now you know who you're going to be. Now you got to commit. And that's where the, the rubber meets the road, right? Because are you going to commit and really be able to move through a deal blowing up in your face? I mean, it wasn't like a make it or break it deal. I don't know. We we're going to make 12 grand or something. But nonetheless, like, you know, are you willing to push through that moment and say, all right, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Um, and so it's really important that the, the, that's my version of what you basically said is to do that. Now be a big student. And what I would tell all of you entrepreneurs, and I'm sure you have your take on this, you guys better study sales, right? Yes. I mean, this is, I don't care if you're a health and nutrition coach. If you don't know how to sell someone on your program, on your vitamin supplement stack, on your whatever, then there's no business. Yep. Right? Yep. So speak to sales and, and what that's meant for you in, in your transition from W2 to entrepreneur. Man, um, sales was everything. Had I not learned sales in my early 20s in the fitness industry, I would not be where I'm at now, right? Um, no matter what business, what company, what industry, what product you have, sales has to be involved, again, or there is no business. Now, it doesn't have to be cold calling, whatever, but something has to be sold, right? Something has to have more value than the price attached to it, and you have to be able to convey that message and get it done. For me, sales in the fitness industry evolved into sales into the security industry, and then it was, you know, let's do real estate. Well, when I first got started, I really didn't have anyone teaching me anything. I was the sales guy of this partnership and someone else generated leads, someone else handled operations. I was just sales. And so I didn't really get any coaching or any help with it. But because I knew how to sell, all I had to do was take out a gym membership or take out, you know, a, a camera system, whatever it was, and insert house, right? Because you know how to sell. And it wasn't about following a script. It wasn't about the one, two, threes. It was, you know, how to engage people, find the problem or find the need, fill the need, and then close that damn thing, right? And so luckily, all the sales experience enabled me to accelerate through the real estate space extremely fast because I just knew how to sell. And so without the sales experience, I would have been dead in the water. I would have had no shot. Now, it doesn't mean you can't do it if you don't know sales, but you better get someone who can teach it to you because I've seen some of the smartest people build the nicest businesses. They can't close a deal and can't make any money, right? Yep. So you have to learn that aspect of this business or you're not going to succeed. It's just a fact. Yep. It's... um. I think there's so much to be said for what what it takes to be an entrepreneur, um, and you know whether it's mindset, whether it's the the fitness, whether it is uh, sales and skill set. Uh, this is all inclusive, right? The way I say it is like mind, body, and business almost. Like it's kind of this. Your spirit needs to be there. Now, what I hope this is is not to scare people away from being an entrepreneur. I'm hoping that people are hearing this and realize, oh, I can do it. Because if Mariano and Justin can do it, uh, not the two sharpest tools in the shed, had plenty of fun in Scottsdale for a decade plus, uh, you know, you guys can do it. And what I would encourage anyone listening to this at any moment is like, if you do have a W2, we're not telling you to quit that. Go create this side hustle. Go create the certainty. Just like Mariano said, he went out and made seven grand on the side and realized, oh, I can do this, right? And made a phone call that day, quit his job. I would rather that when you're breaking into the real estate game than someone that says, Justin, I'm out. I don't care. 
I can appreciate that. If I'm coaching you, if I'm mentoring you, I got your back, but I'd still rather the practicality of you creating certainty first so that, that you can have the confidence to go win. I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said about building confidence first. And, and uh, this is a very, very, very interesting piece, right? It shows, you know, how similar we are, but also how different we are as far as our side on it. Now, I would never tell somebody, go quit your job. You're going to win at this, right? But one of the things that I've noticed after, I don't know how many hundreds of students, right, is that the ones that, and, and you weren't in, insinuating dip your toe in it and see if it works. You were saying, create a business, do it on the side, go full force, create certainty, right. and then make the switch. That's right. What I've noticed is, is the people, they, they, when they have that W2 backup, they don't operate with the same urgency, the same, mm -hmm. same spunk, right, that they would if they didn't have that. And so I, I'm never going to tell someone quit their job. But it's one of those things where if you don't have the capacity to split your brain in half and go hardcore on this while maintaining the W-2, it's going to be very, very hard. You can do it, but it's going to take you a longer runway to get there For versus, sure. say, me who quit his job and was like, well, if I don't start closing deals, I can't even make a car payment, right? So now I'm running with urgency. So again, it's just a, it, it's a different sort of mindset on how you go about this stuff. And it does take someone who can... Um, really, really, I don't want to say engineer their brain, but tap into that part of the brain where they can do it with that much intensity to make it work. It's not easy. But like you said, if these two yahoos can do it, there's no one that can't. It's just, you just have to fix yourself up in your head first. Yeah. Listen, you heard me exactly the way you needed to hear me. And I hope everyone caught what he said and reframed it. You know, I use my member Rashika. She's amazing. I'm the one that's like telling her to quit her job. She's made 300 grand part time. And I'm like, imagine what you would do if you did this full time just imagine you're like fumble fucking around and you're making 300 grand which is more than most humans in the united states mm -hmm. and imagine if you had all day right so you heard it exactly right like if someone says tell me what to do just i'm gonna say quit your job but you got to go all in you're jumping in the deep end you're you know feet to the fire let's go but some of the practicality of it is hey if you're willing to do that but you need a little security I yep. get that part, you know, because at the end of the day, there's no point in doing anything half-ass, right? I think you and I both agree to it. And you, you and I are built a little different. I've never had a W-2 job. You quit your job site, like unseen, no coach, no nothing. I would encourage people to at least have a mentor like Mariano, have a mentor like me, have someone there if you're going to quit your job. So you're not yep. really just, you know, packing your parachute on the way down. At least someone could be with you helping you pack your damn parachute on the way down. Yep. Um but nonetheless, uh, you know, I think real estate is the thing that has freed Mariano's entire life up. If I look back at, at who you were at the W2, who you are today in, in your life, yeah. I mean, you, you couldn't imagine the life you have now at the W2. I mean, when we travel, wow. where we're going and whether it's, you know, the Bahamas or wherever we just were or Belize or all these places, um, yeah. you're not doing that on W2. No, you just, you're just not. And it's, it's more fulfilling. It's, it's more liberating and the freedom that you have from working for your, for that you get from working for yourself is it's unmatched. Even, even when I made the transition and I went from making a good amount on the salary to a third of that in real estate to start, I still was happier, right? Because I didn't have a boss. I didn't have numbers to hit. I didn't have to get the, you know, I didn't have any of that. It was, I do what I want, when I want, and luckily what I want and when I wanted, obviously all pertain to my business and help my business, but it's just different, man. It's, I could never, ever, ever go back.
like in the world. Well, dude, I appreciate you sharing some love to the science flipping community, dude. Uh, my man has been, you know, a wealth of knowledge for a lot of people over the years, especially in the sales, entrepreneurship, mind, body, business, health. So make sure you're following him. And I appreciate you spending some time here, brother. Yeah, man. Love you all the same, man. Congratulations on all the success and progress, dude. I love seeing my people make it and make it bigger and bigger and bigger. That shit drives me, man. So I'm proud of you, bro. Thank you, brother. I got a long ways to go. I'm not even close. That we that goal do. post isn't even close. We all long do. way. We all. Well, all right, y'all. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace.